Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Duntire. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We've got two guests lined up for you today. Coach Q set to join us in about 15 minutes as he does every Wednesday. We'll talk some women's basketball with Quentin Hillsman. And then coming up at about... 115, 120. We'll have Mike McAllister from QSNation.com, our good friend who uh, will be at the Dino Babers press conference. Dino Babers addressing the media at 1 o'clock as uh, Syracuse puts a bow on its new recruiting class. And then we'll talk with Mike. As soon as that press conference is over, Mike McAllister will join us in hour number two. Your phone calls are welcome at any time. 315. 315- Four three seven seventy six forty four. I asked uh, Max to to stay in here after his update. Um, first of all, welcome back, Max. Thank you. Um, Just feeling a little under the weather. Are you okay? So that's <coughs> I what was, I no. See, on. I thought it was fake on no, Monday morning. No, it was definitely Hang a result on. of the um, snow angels I did after the Eagles won the Super Bowl with no shoes on. All Ooh, right. That was not so smart. on <laughs> Friday we did the segment where we had all the prop bets, and another one popped up over the weekend, and that is. Will Max Burgandy work on Monday? Will he be sick? Or will he not be able to come in because he celebrated too hard? So It was not three. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> it was definitely two. Because I've not been feeling well for probably a week and a half. I've got one of those nagging... Did you do of, snow angels? After I the, did do snow angels. How can you say that it cold? did not contribute? That's it did a little bit. It so did. two and three, it, it, it definitely wasn't one. Max was not here. So if you had your money on, Max will show up on Monday for work, yeah. which I did because I, I respect you as a colleague and as a professional. I thought you would be here. So I put my money on Max will be here. Um, I lost my money on that one. So if you had two or three, you, you may get some money. You know when you wake up sometimes when you're sick and you like you sleep with your mouth open and then your throat's really dry and then you try to talk and you can't really talk? That's what happened on Monday. And it was definitely a result of doing snow angels after the game in the middle of my yard. So it was self-inflicted. So it's A it, little bit. But it, it sounds it, it, self-inflicted. It was yeah. three. But I, I've been sick for a yeah. while and then I think that's what just set it over the edge. But was, why would you do that if you were sick? <clears throat> it's not uh, because the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So? My opinion of you has changed. I'm sorry to let you guys down, but the Eagles did win the Super Bowl for the first time ever, right. and I reacted accordingly. I think so. At least you didn't tear down awnings or flip cars or no, so, nothing was set on fire. I didn't yeah. do anything crazy. So what is that like? Because my team has never won the Super Bowl. Uh, so what? So tell me, like what? It, it Seth knows it now. You know what it feels like. What is that like when your team wins the Super Bowl? It was unreal, honestly. I I really it was one of those things where I didn't really think it was happening. And I had a feeling when Brady was dropping back with three seconds left that I knew I had Rock's a feeling that it. yeah I had a feeling that something did. was going to happen. I had that in the the second Super Bowl the Giants won against the Patriots. It was the same situation. They were around midfield. Yeah. They were chucking one up into the end zone. And you're like, oh man, that monstrous person yeah. is going to just catch this. And I I had the same feeling on, on Sunday night. I, I thought Gronk was going to catch it, and then of course they would have completed the the two point conversion, and that would have gone to overtime. and it would have gone to overtime yeah. and. I mean, I, I really was at a loss for words, especially going into halftime with the uh, the Philly special 
that is probably a play that I will never forget in now, my entire life. And it's have, even have, more awesome that Nick Foles called it himself. Have that you was heard? Great. Have you heard the audio exchange between him and yeah, and, and the coach? Okay. And now, did you hear him actually like behind the line of scrimmage? Did you hear the audio of the play? No, yeah, I did. So I didn't hear yet. he, I watched it, the Super Bowl all again, like entire in its entirety. While so I was what is there. lost during the broadcast, Seth? Is 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 how they go about running it, and and as we all know by now, it, you know Peterson says we're going to go for it. Foles comes over to the sidelines and says, you know, you want to run, you know, Philly, Philly, which was the you know Philly special that play right. that they ran. Peterson thinks about it, and says yes. So they go back to the line of scrimmage. So he's he's working out of the shotgun. He starts calling the signals, and then. He starts to creep towards the line of scrimmage and, and goes, kill, 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 like he's going to go up and, and call an right. audible. And then he just stops, they snap the ball, and it's a touchdown. And and talk about the execution. Like, you don't you don't get that on the television broadcast. Like, you don't... No, you can't. You, you couldn't hear you it. You don't hear that they're, you know, he's saying kill, kill, right, kill. Right, and, right. I mean, talk, I mean... You know they had practiced it for weeks. I mean, flawless. Like, yeah. like when you I mean, hear it, it's like the fact it's like, that wow, they 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 pulled that out at exactly the right time and and they ran it to perfection. And that's your backup quarterback going up to your head coach that saying, be, "Let's go." That for might be it. my future quarterback. It might be. Might and, be. I mean, that is the best twelve million dollar insurance blanket that the Eagles have ever. That's probably the best twelve million dollar deal they've ever signed. Let's be real. Well, in any event, we're glad well, to have you back. It's a great deal. insurance policy. And it was two and it's, years yeah, now, it's now, like now he's not like he's leaving. Right. They still have well, him. They still have him. He's got, he's, well, yeah. As Seth and I talked yesterday, his value, his value is never going to be higher. I'd Seth no. says keep him. I say if you could get something, you know, get something in return that you won't get a year or two from now, why not trade Nick Foles? Because you know Carson Wentz is your quarterback of the future. But in any event, uh, glad to have you back, Max. We'll uh, we'll release you uh, back well, to your computer. And, did you guys talk uh, about the catches? Business. Because I was really sick of hearing all my Patriots fans I thought saying the they're Clement, not catches. I thought the Clement catch wasn't. I thought the Ertz catch was clear as day a catch. Yeah, I thought they both were. And obviously I'm going to say that. But, I mean, the Clement catch was bang-bang. And I think they got the call right initially, and it's, again, hard to overturn a call once you call it a touchdown, as Steve knows uh, from the Calvin Benjamin incident. Again, the, the Ertz catch was so obvious. The Ertz I catch know was why obvious. They even looked at it. I don't know how you can say anything is obvious in the NFL anymore because he just four steps I, and yeah, dove. He, yeah, I and understand, dove. but how many times do we say that this year? Watching a game, well, I mean, they you, compared it to the Jesse James catch, but the Jesse James catch was like he took one step and didn't. It was like a half he didn't a step, even take and then a step, he turned like, and just fell. turned. And My fell. point is, is if the officials they look at it. And and they they almost look for reasons why it's not a catch, and you can find reasons why it's not a catch, right? I mean, you, that that's what we learned this year is that yeah. if you look hard enough and long enough, you can find a reason why it right. might not be a catch and talk yourself out of it. So, I, I think they got it right as well. Um, and it's not because I was rooting, you know, for your Eagles and rooting against the Patriots. I think they got it right. I think they got a lot of calls this year wrong when they looked at catches oh, yeah. for too long, looked for reasons why it wasn't a catch. But uh, yeah, I think. You know, on the grandest stage in the Super Bowl, I, I think they, by and large, got it right. Yeah, I agree, and I just can't believe that Tom Brady actually threw for 500 yards and lost. And they, didn't they have one penalty Crazy. in the whole game? Yeah. Yeah. Patriots had one Eagles penalty. didn't have many. What they no, probably they, had two. They did no, not. but like think about yeah. the Patriots played. They played a really clean game. It was played really, as well yeah. as you could it play. It was a really clean game on both both sides of the football, and that strip sack was. I mean, that's when I really thought it was over, and then all of a sudden they're going to drive down and finish it, but. You know, as I told Seth, you weren't here for it. One of my squares came up at the end of the third quarter, and Tom Brady fumbled away the Super Bowl. I had a good night. It was a good night for me. I won some money. Tom Brady fumbled away the Super Bowl. 
Uh, all right, Max, we'll uh, we'll see you for today's business uh, in hour number two. Again, we've got a lot to get to today. We've got Coach Q coming up at 12.15, Mike McAllister in hour number two to talk SU football recruiting. You mentioned SU football recruiting, and I'm seeing this on Twitter now, so I, I, I have to bring this up. Um, a Syracuse target, it seems like, it, like played some games with his commitment, and I think it just kind of goes to show how absurd signing day has gotten. Showed up wearing a USC sweatshirt, reached for and picked up the the SU hat, put the SU hat down, took off his USC sweatshirt, had a pit shirt under under it, put a hat, a pit pad on, and, and that's where he goes. Like how how ridiculous have we gotten? Where like you're now playing like magical hat games? Like I don't, like why? I hate signing day. I do too. I hate it so much. It feeds into the ego of, of these kids. Um, I'm fine with having like a who am I going to pick and you know like announcing it like that's cool but that's kind of cruel like what, yeah. you're, what you're describing yeah. to to play with everybody like that or a kid who you know picks one school and then you know like leading up to signing day you think he's going to sign with one school and picks another on signing day like that's again that's not fair to the to the coaches and the and the teams involved right I mean you, you don't need to to string anybody along but that's what it's become you know everybody's putting out these videos now. Um, which there again, was one a couple years ago of a of a kid skydiving, yeah, and I was right. just like, "What is this?" And again, like that, like that's fine if that's how you want to announce it. And these kids have worked very hard to have their day in the sun, but sure. But the the situation you're describing, that's, he walked uh, in with one school sweatshirt, picked up the hat for another, put it on, took it off, threw it down, took the sweatshirt off, and had a, a pit t shirt under. Like I don't care which school you're going to, like I don't care which school you're, like. Considering, like, it doesn't matter to me that this is that's you. That's just dumb. Yeah, that's just stupid. Like, why are you doing it? To feed your ego. But do you need to like? Do you need to do all of that to feed your ego? You don't be need like, to, but be like, look at all three schools that want to come have me. Like, I, I don't. Isn't it enough to have the three dumb hats on the table in yes. front of you? Yes, and that's my point. Is that I th- I'm fine with that. Like you want to make an announcement, you've narrowed it down to three. There's some excitement. You you know you you reveal it in front of everybody, and and it's a happy day. But to to mess with the other schools who obviously have invested time and energy and coming to see you play, and you've built relationships with their coaching staff, and what you know why do that? It's um, insane. So we'll get to football recruiting again uh, more uh, in hour number two with with Mike McAllister and Coach Baber is going to address the media at one o'clock. Real quick before we get to Coach Q, you called a heck of a high school basketball yes. game last night. Yes, I did. Uh, we got a good one. Uh, the Holy War. Um, it goes to overtime. Jai Smith scores the last five points for Ludden, uh, including a buzzer beater in overtime on a on a missed jumper. Smith gets it and puts it back in all all in one motion. And Great game. Again, you know that I went to Ludden. You know I played for Coach Donnelly, and I'm, I'm not supposed to have a rooting interest, you know, covering sporting but you events. Um, you know what? It was that was his, his final regular season home game. They finish up on the road at Grimes. They're probably going to have a home game during the playoffs, but it was senior night. It's his last home regular season game in his 30 year coaching career. It's CBA. It's overtime. Again, I. I I respect the heck out of Coach Wilkinski. 
it was it was fitting for him to for Coach Donnelly to get that win in that fashion and have you know one of those lasting memories of that rivalry. And it it very likely will be the last time those two play with those two on right. the bench. They're probably not going to 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 see each other in playoffs. CBA might not even make the playoffs. Um, so it was um, yeah, it was a special and night, it, and it means that uh, Pat Donnelly has has the edge all time on. That's right. That's right. It was what the fifty fourth meeting yeah. uh, between them as as coaches, and uh, you know, Ludden twenty eight and CBA twenty six since they've been coaches. It's uh, it's it's been such a great series over the years. I reminded uh, Buddy yesterday on the air um, five and zero all time when I was a player at Ludden against CBA. So I you know I had to give the the subtle jab to him. Uh, but in any event, it was a great game. Two great high school basketball programs. Hall of Fame head coaches went right down to the wire. So uh, sorry I missed that one last night, uh, Seth. I was. Uh, you know, doing the Jerry McNamara show and then then at Channel 9 for the rest of the night. But uh, great job on the call and uh, just a, a fantastic game between those two. All right, got to take our first time out. We're going to get to Coach Q next, then full lines will open after that. Keep it here. Orange Nation just getting started on ESPN Radio. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. It's brought to you every day by Grossman Cena More CPAs. We bring back... Our producer, Max Burgandy. Welcome back. Well, we were just talking off the air, and I wanted to... I heard yesterday that Steve got snubbed, and I was talking about it with you guys just a couple minutes ago on the top 75 best basketball players in New York State. I cannot believe they had the audacity to Do leave. we have to go down this road again? Sorry, Steve. I just wanted to express... <laughs> Max wasn't here yesterday. I wanted, he wanted to, to bring it I up. I wanted to apologize on behalf of them for forgetting you. As I said yesterday... I immediately went to number 75, and it was Jeff O'Connor who played at West Jenny. He graduated the same year I did. I knew Jeff very well, played against him. He was better than me, and if he's 75, I can sleep at night. Well, you're 76. How about that? I'll, and, and I will operate under that assumption. I will. I appreciate you saying that. I saw the guys from Syracuse.com last night at Ludden, and uh, I thanked them for uh, for the list and for your non-inclusion. I said it was more fun that way. Um, I will say this, and and lists are you know they, it was comprehensive. I'm sure they put a lot of time and effort into that, um, and and lists are made so that we can debate and talk about them. Um, they had Craig Kowadla at like 42. I played against Craig. He was the best player I think I ever played against in high school. Again, just from my opinion, for what it's worth, he deserved to be much higher than that. He was. He was an unbelievable, and and not to not to disparage anyone who was in front of him. I just when I saw Craig Koala was you know forty second, um, did a little thought eyebrow that, thought raise. That was, eh, I thought it was a little low again because right. I I went up against him. He was uh, he was an amazing player, but in any event, great job by by those guys putting that together. I'm sure it took a lot of work, and uh, and yeah, I'm okay that they left me off. As I said to you guys yesterday, I I, I got a state title. I you know. I'm I'm fine. You got the ring. What so were you five, five and zero oh in the Holy War. Five and zero oh in the Holy War. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. It's pretty good accolades on your London career there. Um, but as his we name were, is on a banner in the gym. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. You saw that last night. I did. Yeah, I didn't notice it the first time I was there, but then I looked up and I saw everybody's names were on them, and I was like, oh, Steve's is probably here somewhere. So before we dive into this whole Josh McDaniels thing, I just wanted to mention. Um, Matt Patricia is now the coach of the Lions, and he has a new defensive coordinator, I believe. Yeah, and, uh, we, we've been discussing this the last couple of days. It was widely speculated that, that Coach P would be the defensive coordinator. We knew he was going there as an assistant in some capacity, and, and yeah, today they made it official. Paul Pasqualoni, at the age of, what is he, 68 years old, uh, taking over as the defensive coordinator 
uh, in Detroit. Patricia was his, his GA when he was at Syracuse, was he not? It, yes. Y- yes, correct. 15 was, years ago. He was there 15. from, I think, 2001 to 2003. Uh, P gave him his first shot at a D1 school. And he was an offensive GA, by the way. That's right. And... Uh, it's, I mean, it's a cool thing, you know, to, to give Comes back full circle. To the, yeah, give back to the guys who helped, you know, give you a break. And now, you know, he pulls Coach P out of that situation at BC. Not that it was a bad situation, but would you rather be with the Detroit Lions or, or Boston College? I'd rather right. be in Detroit. I'd rather be in the NFL. Yes, and absolutely. So this whole McDaniel's thing kind of puts a damper on my question of who was going to be the more successful coordinator to take a head coaching job. Now that Josh McDaniel's has backed out of the Colts job, so can I ask a question coming off the McDaniel's thing? I'll, I'll pose the question for you. Is it? Can you blame him? Because I no, can't. No, that's not the question I was going to ask. What? Uh, who is the team to give Josh McDaniels his next shot as a head coach? The New because, England Patriots. Yeah, I was going to say. But that's what I was going to get at. Because he was a very average to below average head coach the first time around. And he had a lot of issues. And he went 8-8 eight and eight his first year. And In then Denver, went three, correct? And then went three, yeah, and then went 3-9 yeah. and nine before getting fired. And now you pull this stunt. Right? So, like, there were enough issues to fire you after only a year and a half. Your first time around, and then you pull this. Uh, I just saw a report from Adam Schefter that his agent just fired him. So his agent was like, I'm done because I had that deal in place. I'm like, we were good to go. So the agent kicked him off, kicked him to the side. Uh, Like, how hard a sell is that to your ownership? How hard a sell is that, uh, you know, to your fan base? If you're a GM, to go to your owner and say, hey, we've got a great candidate in place. It's Josh McDaniels. Didn't he just quit on that other team? Yeah, but he's not going to do that this time. I mean, can you really blame him? Like, look, Andrew Luck might need another surgery. He's not going to have a quarterback. He might not even play this year. And and I I get that. But you're you're taking— You have a chance to become a head coach in the NFL. Right, but you have a chance to now be the successor of Brady. He took the job. He the job. So don't give me— if you're going to take the job, you you know about Andrew Luck one way or the other. This, again, according to reports, I don't know this for fact, but according to reports, and it makes sense, that you would know before you took the job what the status is of Andrew Luck. And according to reports, that is not why he turned it down. Why no. he turned it down is he had a meeting with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick said, I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to show you the inner workings of he this team, this organization. Right. You, are, you are going to be included in the succession plan is the way they put it. They didn't put yeah, a the- deal in place, but Bob Kraft said you will be part of the succession plan, which again means as long as you don't screw up and you continue to you know take steps forward, you're going to be the next head coach here. This was not about Andrew Luck. This was not about the Colts. This was about Josh McDaniels Thinking he wanted to go become a head coach in in Indy, and, and then, then deciding, you know right. what, I'm gonna, I, I want to be the next head coach in New England. Well, right, but and that's I'll, what I'm trying to get at. Is I think that all the things that Steve just said, really, on top of the Andrew Luck thing, I think he kind of just looked in the mirror and was like, I could become the coach of the Colts, or I could stick it out in New England, get more money now that Matt Patricia's gone, and in a couple of years or however long it takes, I will have the Patriots to coach. I also find this funny because if you watch the the Bill Belichick, Bill Parcells documentary uh, about a week ago uh, on ESPN, the Thirty for Thirty, uh, like, wouldn't you think that Belichick would kind of be wary of putting in a succession plan after he was put in a succession, succession plan, plan with yeah. the Jets? And by the time it was time for him to take the job, he was like, "No way! Like, I don't want this. I'm out of here. Like, get me off of this." Get me out of this building. Get me out of this city. Uh, I mean, like, it's the easy joke to make, but who had the longer tenure? Belichick with the Jets or McDaniels with the Colts? And considering McDaniels accepted the job a week ago, I think you can make the argument McDaniels had a longer tenure. (laughs) 
How do you do that? How do you not only accept the job? He started building his staff. Like, he hired he hired three coaches. Right. Like they're under contract. What about them? Like, no. what, did you see what they said? What Chris Ballard said? Uh, today? They're gonna honor the contract. They're honoring the contract. Good. So they now have three coaches in place, including a defensive coordinator, and they have to go out and hire the the coach. So like they're gonna have these coaches interviews, and they're they're uh, interviewing Dan Campbell from the Saints, and they're interviewing Frank Reich from, uh, from the Eagles, the, the former yeah. Bills backup quarterback, and and the Eagles offensive coordinator, and. They're going to tell one of them, like, hey, congrats, you're hired. We already have your defensive coordinator. You guys are on your staff. (laughs) We've already got three defensive coaches in place. Hope you like them. Safe to say that the Pats-Colts rivalry is back on because of this, no? I was mean, it come ever on. off? I mean, no. come on. It was never off, but it's not Schefter, been the same when it was when it was Schefter Brady and tweeted? Manning. Did you see what Schefter tweeted last night? He was like, one NFL exec tells me that Kraft wants every chance he can to, to bleep the Colts because of Flategate. Well, he, here's his first chance right here, and he took full advantage People of it. also made a lot of uh, going back on your word and moving in the middle of the night jokes about the Ursay family, considering like they did that to to Baltimore. Right. That was a long time ago. That was, was a long, long time, time ago. ago. Get over it. That was, a, that was a long time to wait to make that joke, yes. Yeah, old grudges die hard, I guess. Um, so... Kristaps Porzingis tore his ACL. Should the tank be back? Should the tank be on now in New York? Was like, the tank ever off? Went, they won 23 games so far. I mean, they weren't looking bad. They looked kind of like they were going to be on the brink of making the playoffs. And now it's like we trade Willie Hernan Gomez. You don't have your star player for the rest of the year. What is the point of this season? Well, without Kristaps, do they even have to try and tank? They're That's just not, not going to be very good. So <laughs> I, I don't. I think we don't even need to debate that. Um, they're how much just, they're not going to win a lot of games without him. No, how awful is it? Been so many big injuries this year. How much? Well, especially right before the All Star break, you got him, Kevin Love, and Demarcus Cousins all going down. Like, just how much does it suck though? That like Chris Depp's Porzingis is now hurt and out and for now, a, out for a year, maybe more. Well, yeah, you he's know, not even expected to start the season next year yeah, because I, there's yeah. no timeline on the injury. It's yet, an ACL it's an injury. ACL. You know, I, I was watching a clip earlier, and, and Frank Isola, who covers the Knicks, you know, he pointed out. You know, hey, Jabari Parker just had his second, it was his second surgery, but he was back 11 months, played his, played last night. You know, uh, yeah. uh, Derek Rose, it took 14 months. You know, Ricky Rubio, it took nine months. So there's an, anywhere from nine months to a year plus. Like, who who knows well, that's when what I'm so back. worried about and Carson Wentz was. Tall. It's like, it's never a good time to tear your ACL, but if you were going to have it happen, wouldn't you rather have it At happen the in, like, the beginning well, of yes. the year than, like, week 10? Because now... That gives an extra incentive for Nick That's Foles why, to even stick around. Because if he's I not ready to go, yeah, right. If he's not ready to go at the start the, of the season, the difference is the Eagles are probably going to be good next year. And, and whenever Knicks Carson Wentz is ready, he comes back. If you're the Knicks, why bring Carson Wentz back around the All Star break? Or Kristaps Porzingis yeah. back uh, next year during the All Star break? Yet. If you're, if you're you know, if you're well out of a, of like, a playoff spot. Let's amend that. Why bring Kristaps Porzingis back when, when you're yeah, well when, out of a playoff spot? Not if when. So, All right, uh, we've got a couple of callers here who want to check in. Anything else, Max, before nope, we let you go? It, other than the uh, NBA team, every single NBA team is now worth over a billion dollars. That's pretty remarkable. There you go. TV is uh, magic. Yeah. To the phone lines we go. Uh, Rick, up next on Orange Nation. Hey, Rick. Listen, I want to know why you had to be so cocky last night, Infanti, and throw it in on your broadcast that you never lost a holy war, and how... Listen, you know, Beardsley. You had to do that to me. <laughs> uh, why'd you dig deep in, and why'd you kick me where the sun doesn't shine, Steve? Why are you taking it personally? You didn't go to CBA. Brother, I 
I bleed to purple and gold now. I know, but it was not a shot at you. I was just delivering the facts. I was just delivering the facts. The buddy. Yeah. You had to do that to the guy who's so crazy. <laughs> no, I love Buddy, and he knows that. It was all in good fun. See, and I, 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 Dude, we caught you by surprise on this one, You didn't did, we? because our call screener didn't put that it was Rick Beardsley, just that <laughs> it, it was Rick. Rick. <laughs> and it was Rick with a, with, a, with a K on the end, by the way, so it, t- it totally tricked me. That's that's my that's my move. You stick a K at the end. They don't even know who it is. By the way, I come in stealth, so anytime I do anything, even lacrosse, if there's a K, they don't even know if it's me. It's awesome. Uh, Same last name. You th- know, this would be a good time to remind everyone that we have the uh, the season premiere of the Upstate Lacrosse Show this Saturday, nine to ten o'clock. Are you you ready to rock and roll, Rick? Yeah, I wrote the schedule. You'll get it this afternoon. But let me just comment. Seth, you did an excellent job on the radio last night. Oh, thanks. Uh, on the live cast. I listened to it all the way till the end. And it was like almost I was there. I- I'll be honest with you. You did an excellent job. I mean, I can't believe that the brothers, you know, blew those opportunities at the end of the game, got two good shots off. I mean, you were so on point, my friend. That, like, I felt like I was in the stands. That's unbelievable. Thanks, Rick. I, I appreciate that. He's really not this nice, Seth. Don't be fooled. Steve, yeah. does he realize that I'm booching him totally? <laughs> He's not this nice. It's because he doesn't know you that well yet. Um, All right. Wait until he gets to know well, you. He's not this nice. I wanted to comment on, Steve, you are in the top 75, in my opinion. Thank you, Rick. I mean, you want to stay championships. You you were Steve Infantre. <laughs> I should have never told you that. Oh, my God. <laughs> the listeners don't know that that was your nickname at London, did they? I should never have told you that. <laughs> I made the That's mistake the of telling nickname. Sal, and then yes. Sal told you, and now everyone knows. There Steve are certain Infantre, things I should have kept that. to myself. That would be one of them. That's going to be on our well, new promos, actually. 100%. Oh, my God. You have to. You should be doing some type of commercial for someone. This is Stephen Fontre. <laughs> I don't talk like, like that. It's commercial. An Old Spice commercial. Uh, do we really have all to right. talk for an hour on Saturday? No, I, yeah, I'll let you. All you got to do is feed me. I'll do all the talking. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll get irate callers, and everybody will get upset. But to be quite honest with you, I do think the Orange are going to be better than people think. But but that's that's for the show. But I just had to call until, you know, Seth did a great job. Steve, you totally booched yourself on TV. It was amazing. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I might, I might embarrass you a little bit just for that on Saturday, but I, have I appreciate no doubt. taking me call and you guys know I love the show. All right, Rick. Um, he's a lot to handle uh, anytime. Uh, At nine he's o'clock a, on he's a Saturday morning. especially a lot to handle on a Saturday morning. The good thing is last year we were eight to nine. Now we're nine to 10. So I'm going to get that extra hour of sleep. I was going to say it was even be, worse at eight. I'll be better prepared to handle uh, Rick. Um, let's just move on. Uh, we'll get to Dro and Clay uh, next. Uh, Dro, how are you today? Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. Listen, I thought you deserved to be in the 75. Thank you. As well, too. I, I love the support. Fran, Thank you. I was happy to see Fran to got to get it um, as well, too. He's definitely well-deserved. I don't know if you ever played with Fran, but probably one of the best shooters around town back in the 90s. That kid can light up from anywhere. Did you play with Fran? I did not. Okay, but he, he was a good player. I'm glad to see you got in there, but I felt you deserved it, too, because you had some good numbers, too. Appreciate that. Doug Smith. Doug Smith, I think, played at Bishop Ludden, too. He did. He yeah, Doug was on. a year uh, year he ahead of me. He there, too. Went and played, uh, played at Albany. He was, he was a heck of a yeah. scorer. Yeah, so, but 
So I just felt that you guys definitely deserved that. I'm sorry that you didn't make it there, but that's hey, okay. You know. it, it makes for a better story yeah. that I wasn't on the list. It Seth does. had a lot more fun with it. The fact I wasn't on the list. Right. Exactly. So um, going forward, um, SU basketball. We're talking the Louisville game. I think um, rejuvenated myself, who has been down in the team this year. Syracuse again, very upset at me. My own kids again upset at me. So I'm being too negative. That's not like me. If I get negative, the ship sinks. That's the bottom line. I'm the homer, and I'll admit it. But it was very frustrating watching this team. Louisville game rejuvenated us. I think this team can get in the tournament. I'm going to feel most comfortable with 10 wins in the ACC. That means go 5-2. and two. I don't want a chance. Pat says we can go 8-10, and 9-9. Nine and nine. I don't want a chance. I want to get in the tournament. I don't want to sweat it on an ACC tournament game to get in. Since we haven't won a conference tournament game since 2013. And I think if we get in the tournament... We're going to get matched up in the 8-9 or the 7-10 with the Washington Huskies. Just my hunch, if we are able to get in. With that said, you better beat Wake Forest on Sunday because you lose all momentum if you lose this game at home with Wake Forest after winning a huge game at Louisville. Yeah, no doubt, Joe. No doubt, Joe, and we appreciate you checking in. I got news for you. If they get to 10-8 and eight in the regular season, the they're ACC, in. they're in. They're I not think. even sweating it out. And and I think that that was Joe's point, is that you don't want to roll the dice with that first game in the ACC tournament for good reason. They've struggled in that game. If they get to 10-8 and eight in the ACC, they're going to have several good wins on their resume, plus they're going to finish above 500 in the best conference in the country. They're in, no doubt, no sweating it out on Selection Sunday. Steve, 10 wins in conference gets you multiple quadrant one wins yes this last week two weeks of the year so they're in if they get 10. all right we got to take our final time out back after this